0: Greetings in the Lord Jesus. What did you say the attendance was? 72, but I'm not sure where they are. Okay. Just thought it was empty back there on one side, more than usual, and remember it, I didn't hear the number. So Okay. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. I guess we could call this a New Year's sermon if you like. I had on it originally, didn't quite know what to put on it, so I have plenty to do in 2020. <clears throat> plenty to do in 2020. And later I uh, added this as maybe a subtitle Forget! Don't forget. So let's read the chapter. <clears throat> Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ? Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. And their glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation, our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. My dearly beloved. <clears throat> All right. Uh, okay. I missed my note. Did want to mention that uh, Joshua and Levita were taken in at Bridgewater last Sunday, right? So, uh, Joshua or Levita is no longer a member with us. She's officially at Bridgewater now. All right. Plenty to do in 2020. Part of the reason for the title. I have 25 points this morning, so uh, <laughs> we have plenty to. Do. <clears throat> Number one, and we'll go through them fairly quickly. Obviously, verse one: choose to rejoice. It's a choice we have to make. Paul in this book talks about rejoicing quite a bit. I won't go through and mention them, but he says, rejoice in the Lord. The circumstances don't matter. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. That's another place in Philippians. It's a choice we have to make. In fact, I say circumstances don't matter. Adverse circumstances are supposed to call us to rejoice according to the New Testament. So when things get bad, get happier. Why not? We've got a a God who's able to take us through them. Okay, number two. Also from verse one, accept reminders gratefully, or maybe gracefully might be a better word, or put them both in there. Accept reminders gratefully, acknowledging that we need them. Paul says, it's not a bother to me to keep repeating the same things to you. And I found that helpful just this past week, thinking about it. Sometimes I feel like I say some things again and again and again. And then I remembered that, well, okay, sometimes that's what it takes. After we hear something about 90 times, it starts to sink in and we start to believe it. So, anyway. And some things we need to hear so we do believe. We are slow learners. Isaiah said, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And so this morning we uh, quoted, wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. And he went on to say, yea, I think it meets as long as I'm in this tabernacle to put you in remembrance, and I'm going to keep on making you remember, and I'm going to do what it takes that you can remember after I'm gone. Accept reminders gratefully, graciously. Don't complain about hearing the same thing over and over again. Just figure you need it and uh, apply it. <clears throat> the whole New Testament is written so we don't forget. So get in there and get your reminders daily. Number three, from verse two, beware of those who teach ways other than Jesus Christ. And here, of course, he's talking about the Judaizers, the Christian Judaizers, I guess we could call them, those who insisted on circumcision and keeping some of the law. And today we have them all around us and they're uh, promoting things as varied as uh, vitamins to voodoo. I guess we could say, and you know, a whole lot of stuff in between. And Jesus Christ is the answer. Brother Paul told us a while ago, it's not a religion. We know Christ. We read that in this chapter too. But, and we'll get there in a little. In Galatians, Paul wrote to them, He says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only would I learn of you. Received you the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Having begun, being born again of the Spirit of God, are you now trying to continue by Vitamins to voodoo, whatever you want to put in there. Uh, Most of us aren't trying to keep the law these days, but other things come along and we make those pretty important sometimes. And Paul reminds them here, we are the circumcision. We worship in the spirit. We have no confidence in the flesh. We trust in the Lord Jesus. He didn't stop there. He says, but hey, uh, if anybody ought to have confidence in the flesh, I've got them beat. That's what you have through, well, verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. Well, 4, 5, and 6 anyway. If if anybody could have confidence in the flesh, I could. And so, number 4, verse 7. Count as loss what we lived for in the flesh. What it seems important to this world. Count it as loss. Paul says, all those things that I lived for... Those I counted loss for Christ. When I saw the Lord Jesus and saw he was the answer, that stuff had to go. We must be empty of self if we're going to be filled with the Lord Jesus. It can't be Jesus and something else. It must be Jesus and him crucified said that was a stumbling block to the Jews you know they could not see that how could Messiah have to go through that and to the Greeks that's foolishness you mean a man could just die for sins and take care of me they had to have these great big <laughs> plans that encompass the universe almost <clears throat> to save them it was too simple for them Christ and him crucified And what does it mean to take up your cross? Well, what did it mean for him? And if we're going to follow him, we're going to understand the cross. We're going to come to understand it. Sooner or later, somehow. It means death to me. It means something painful. But there's glory on the other side, just like there was for him. Okay. Number five, continue to cast off Important but unhelpful things. Verse 8, continue to cast off important but unhelpful things. So in verse 7, it was past tense. I counted them but loss. And now he says, ye doubtless, and I continue to count them but loss. Puts it in the present tense. This is something I'm going to keep on doing. And you look at Paul's life, and here was a man who gave himself to the Lord Jesus fully, and he just kept on going. And so we say things like, yeah, but we can't all live like the Apostle Paul, can we? Well, go down to verse uh, 17. Is it? Be followers of me. So maybe we are supposed to live like the Apostle Paul after all. Continue to cast off those important but unhelpful things and give your life to Christ. So, number six, verse eight. Seek to win Christ. Seek to gain Christ. It's interesting that verses four to six. There's all these things Paul had given his life to, and four, and he says, I count them but loss. And here you find him in this verse. Is he now bemoaning all these things that he lost in his life? <laughs> no, he's not. Just compared, compared to knowing Christ, those things are manure. They're done. Well, we know what we think about manure. We don't like it on our shoes. We don't like it in our cars. We don't like it on our carpets in our houses. We just don't want anything to do with it. And Paul says, that's the way it was. I'm done with it. He wasn't bemoaning what he had to give up. I want to win Christ. I'm going after him with all my heart. And so I throw off everything that might hinder me. Let us lay aside every weight and run with patience. Number seven from verse nine. Live in Christ and be found in him. There's no other way to be found in him except to be living in him. You know, when the trumpet sounds, you're not going to have time to uh, jump in Christ quick. You've got to be there. Whether it's in that day, whether it's today. To be found in him today, you have to be living in him. Number eight, also verse nine, live by faith. Not having my own righteousness through the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Righteousness which is of God by faith. So to be righteous before God, you have to be living in faith. And that doesn't mean that we follow the the Protestant mantra. We go around saying, well, I'm trusting in God for salvation, so I know I'm okay. That's not what faith is. Faith is believing God. It means we take his word and we believe it and we obey it. When we're doing that, we're living by faith. Just saying, so don't cut don't cut it. My little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And the promises, the promises of God, I've been uh, kind of enjoying thinking about those this week. One thing, I needed them pretty badly. I, uh, okay, so this morning I was thinking about that verse that says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I started to turn to it and I uh, was going backwards in my Bible and I, I got to uh, first John instead. I was a little mixed up right then and I saw these verses right about where that one fell on my page. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us and we know that he and if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desired of him. Really? Does God enter your prayers? Really? Well, why don't you pray more then? (laughs) About the needs, the things that, that, okay, when we've given our life to to the Lord the way Paul did here, we can pray for it. Things that we know will build the church of Jesus Christ that will glorify him in us and in our brothers and sisters. we can do it with confidence and he will hear us. Right? Right? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> well, what's the matter with you? Are you praying? <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah number of things this week have just have bolstered my faith. Again, one of them is I need it <clears throat> pretty badly. Uh, I read my mom's book, The Cry of the Northland, yes, yesterday, I think, maybe the day before, about Brother Harold Fly and, and some of the prayers he prayed and some of the answers he got. And I thought, you know, we need to be a little more bold in our praying. <laughs> I do, anyway. All right. Let's see. Kind of, well, that didn't took longer than a minute. Better keep moving. Number nine. Number, yes, number nine. Know Christ, from verse 10, that I may know him. Do you know him? Not just know about. I know about President Trump, at least some, because you see him in the news and all of that. I know Eva. Know her well, spend a lot of time with her. And she knows me pretty well. In fact, but we did say she did say just the other week, sometimes we don't know each other as well as we could. And she's right. We don't know the Lord Jesus as well as we could either. That I may know him better, more Well, how do you do that? You spend time with him. You talk to him. You listen to him. You go to his word and you pray. Alice, do you know somebody but spending time with him? No Christ. Number 10. Keep the reward in view. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. This world is not the ultimate. There's nothing permanent here to offer. We heard it this morning Maybe it was in Sunday school class. We're all just going to die and leave it. Everything here, the only thing important here are relationships that build the kingdom. They're going to make a difference in eternity. We look for a city. It's there. We can see it by faith. It's invisible, <laughs> but that's what faith's all about. When you look at Hebrews 11, seeing the invisible. This. Well, I like what Paul said in Romans 8. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Well, that's hard for us to grasp, partly because we don't have a lot of sufferings. We get pretty comfortable here. Keep the reward in view. Choose to believe. Glory. The glory that we shall experience is going to be worth Far more than anything we can think of here. The things we tend to live for to gain the whole world. No, we don't try to gain the whole world. It's usually pretty small what we try to gain. Not Not worth it. Number 11. From verse 12. Never become satisfied with our level of Christianity. We'll call it that. Not as though it already attained. Neither we're already perfect. I do not yet know him fully. To slack off is to lose the race. I haven't yet apprehended, gotten a hold of, seized that which he apprehended me for. We're not perfect. We're not fully mature yet. We've got lots of growing to do. We're still in the flesh. And no matter how, faith where we live we haven't gotten to the place where we no longer need Christ's atoning sacrifice need to keep coming to him in repentance all through our lives nor have we gotten to the place where we don't need his grace just to live through today I wrote down an acrostic here well you've heard of the NCAA some of you have I wrote down N-K-A-A. The N is the need. We have the need. We have the need. It's reality. The K, we need to know that need. And then the two A's, we need to acknowledge it. And we need to ask. So, N-K-A-A. We haven't arrived yet. Number 12 from verse 13. We need to reckon it that way. We need to count it that way. Okay, so verse 12, he says, I know I haven't attained. He says, brethren, I count it that way. I reckon it that way. By nature, we tend to think otherwise. We we usually think we're doing okay for the most part. It's pretty simple, pretty easy to think that. But we dare not go there. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus. And we do that, we'll know where we are. And then count it, reckon it, that we have that kind of a need. Number 13, from verse 13, forget the past. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forget the victories? Well, yes, you can't rest on your laurels. Now, yes, yesterday's victory can can give us something that may help us win one tomorrow. There's truth in that, but don't rest on them. It won't count tomorrow if you fail again. Forget the sins, yes, well, after you've confessed them and forsaken them. But learn from them, too. When you fall, you fall for a reason. and It's a good idea to stop and take a look at it and say, what can I do that next time that temptation comes, I can, I can overcome it. But, yes, put it behind you, don't grovel in it. The hurts, yes, put them behind you. Don't let them define your life. (laughs) Drown them in neglect. Oh, that's one thing I didn't mention that I wanted to somewhere along the way. Forget, oh, I wrote them on the board at Raleigh, I didn't write them here. Forget, forgetting those things which are behind. The definition from Strong's uh, Brother Weston gave it to us one morning at CLP after someone talked about this chapter and struck me to lose out of mind to forget to lose out of mind by implication to neglect to neglect to forget and I found that interesting because I forget things fairly easy these days sometimes some things you know why because I'm busy thinking about other things How do you forget something? Oh, you just stare at it and you look at it and you think, I've got to forget it, I've got to forget it, I've got to forget it, right? No, it'll never work. Get busy and do something else. Drown it in neglect. So you have number 14 from verse 13. Fill your lives with reaching forth. Fill your lives with reaching forth. Let that be the definition of your life. Here's somebody that's going after the Lord Jesus with everything they've got. And when we live that way, we're going to forget those things behind us. We don't have time for them. How much of my time, my mental energy, do I spend thinking about things that have already happened? And how much good is it doing me, do you reckon? Now, furthermore, how much of my time do I spend being quote concerned about what might happen tomorrow. y'all do this? We call it worry. And how much good does it do? (laughs) So let's stop bemoaning what's in the past or worrying about what's in the future and Do the next thing that comes that we're to do. And do it with all our heart. Do it as unto the Lord. Go after him with everything we've got. Forget. Neglect the stuff behind. And give our hearts to the things ahead. Well, number 16. I think. No, number 15. From verse 14. Strive to obtain the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Strive for the mark the go the mark that's the finish mark at the end of the race the prize that's the award that's given an incorruptible one uh, peter tells us strive to obtain that described the way you lived last week here's somebody that's going at it with everything they've got they've got their eyes on the prize and it's probably A little more important that uh, we focus on next week or maybe just today. Is that the way I'm living now? Is that the way I committed to living this week, this year, this decade, this lifetime? (laughs) Number 16 from verse 15. Make that view of life your daily goal. where to we've already attained maybe I'm ahead of myself when when I'm in the wrong verse let's back up verse 15 let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded live that way make that view of life our daily goal it's not just a new year's resolution that's okay at the the end of the year the beginning of the year to look back and and think about how things went and to uh, recommit yourself to the Lord it's okay to do that at the beginning of the decade. We happen to be there too, by the way, or depending how you count the decade. But that only comes around once a year. What kind of clarity and, and, and definition and vision would it give my life if every morning when I get up, I consciously think this is my goal for the day? This is the way I'm going to live today. Might that make a difference? We're going to put (laughs) our lives into making every choice, every decision, every action of today in the light of that goal. Number 17, from verse 15, Be open to learning, and he'll reveal it to us. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Some of y'all have some wrong ideas. In fact, all of you do. I do too. I I may not know it yet completely, but they're not totally Not totally on target. The Lord has some things to teach me. And he has some things to teach us. That don't line up quite with this. I'm not sure I can tell you exactly where they are in me. But I'm fairly certain there's some there like that. That I still need to learn. So be open to learning. If we have that mind, that heart. He'll reveal it to us. He'll lead us onward. Life is always learning. Trouble is... Okay, so I've been a Christian 40 couple years, and and some of the things that I learned, thought I learned well, (laughs) I find myself having to relearn too. Well, maybe that's another verse further on. All right. In fact, that comes next. Number 18. Live up to your progress from verse 16. When we've learned a lesson, live up to it. (laughs) Don't run backwards don't pick up the weight you've already laid down don't choose to love your brother less because he did something that bothered you don't veer off to the side after vitamins or voodoo or anything in between don't let anything get your eyes off Jesus but I probably have to add this we are human And it seems like it still does happen that we just always need to keep coming back and bringing ourselves back and bringing every thought into his captivity. Somehow the flesh still has an effect in our lives and we, we have to we have to constantly be on guard against it. Number 19 from verse 17. Yes, this is what I want. Make note of the spirit of spiritual people and determine to follow their examples. Make note of spiritual people and determine to follow their examples. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them. Which walk so that you have us for an example. Do it individually as a person, but we do it together. Uh, brethren be followers together of me fellow imitators of me is the way he said it but not just me others who live spiritual lives he said there's safety in looking to spiritual people for examples I remember well doing it uh, as a young man and even as young marrieds and looking at how people brought up their children and those kind of things, we took some examples from what we saw. And sometimes we chose not to follow some examples. Well, that's the next verse, or the next point. Number 20, verses 18 to 20. Make note of others and choose not to follow their examples. Now, you give some specifics there. Um, They are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Well, why? Well, he says the end is destruction, but their God is their belly, their glories and their shame, and so on. Make conscious decisions. Not to, to base your decisions on self, on the flesh. Don't follow those who are self serving. Someone's life is not exemplify faith. Well, don't make them your pattern. <laughs> and maybe be careful about this whole thing of uh, birds of a feather flock together, the people we flock together with tend to influence us. Put those two together, make note of spiritual people and follow their examples and make note of others and don't follow them. And we've got, we've got some good basis for making decisions for help in making decisions. And I remember, and I've probably said this here before, you know, it's good to ask counsel of people, of spiritual people. And I can remember sometimes, I didn't even bother, I can remember thinking, I wonder what John Risser would say if I asked him about this. And I knew already. I had my answer. Didn't have to go ask, I just already knew. (laughs) And uh, for one example, I think I did that with him and probably some others too. But I don't know that I ever told him, maybe I should have. Okay. Number twenty-one from verse nineteen. Don't let self become your motivator. Whose God is their belly? It says they they make their decisions based on what feels good, their pleasures, what their comfort, their wants, their desires. Instead of Lord, what wilt Thou have me to do? Do you find it hard to make? Simple decisions just to to deny yourself of something that you don't have to deny yourself of. I mean, after all, we can have it. We've got the money or whatever, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. So, we can have it, right? And see, that's partly what fasting is about. You can eat. There's nothing wrong with eating. But there's some value sometimes in not doing something that you could do. And I think it applies a little bit broader than that, too. Where do you get the practice for denying yourself of things that might be important to deny yourself of, if not by practicing on some maybe less important things? All right. So, number 22, and this is related pretty closely, choose carefully what you glory in or what you take pleasure in. They glory in their shame. And, you know, it's pretty easy for us to to look at an arrogant, know-it-all type of person and, and see the shame in it. It can be a little harder to look in the mirror and see the same thing in us. We are to glory in serving and giving up self and in infirmities and in hardships and giving ourselves to others. And the, the men that God calls great, thought about this in a Sunday school lesson this morning seeking the, to gain the world and, and all of that. The people that God calls great are not the ones that are written in the history books for the most part. You can read a U.S. history book, and I think I probably wrote this in a U.S. history book. Once upon a time, and there's George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, and you know, you can go down the list. But what about that Christian mother over in Appalachia somewhere, living back in the hills, who raised her children to know the Lord Jesus? There was a great person, and her name's not in the history book. Maybe it's in God's book. <laughs> What about the person who refused to fight in that war and and suffered because of it, because of his love for the Lord? And maybe influenced some other people toward the Lord. There was a great person in God's eyes. No, the world wouldn't see it that way. So somehow or other that fits under this point. Be careful what you glory in. Okay. Number twenty-three from verse 19 be careful what you mind <laughs> they mind earthly things and we're using the, the word mind here kind of uh, in the way your mom some of your mothers might have said once upon a time when she said now mind your manners pay attention to them <laughs> well no it goes beyond that minding the flesh the, the Romans talks about where you pay attention to someone to something Well, it's the same word in uh, Colossians 3.1, set your affection on. Be careful what you think about. Be careful what you pay attention to, what you do. And and Philippians, by the way, uses the word mind a number of times in verses 15 and 16, both. Be thus minded, if you be otherwise minded. Uh, Verse 16, let us mind the same things. And, well, we won't go to the others. There's some others. Look them up yourself later. Be careful what you mind, where you focus your thinking. You are what you think. You may not be what you think you are, but you are what you think. Number 24, from verse 20, be loyal citizens, for our citizenship is in heaven. Yes, I know it says conversation in your King James, but the the word is citizenship in the Greek we are only here temporarily this is just the proving ground for a larger step. We're strangers, we're pilgrims, we don't have a permanent city. (coughs) Can your neighbors tell that? (laughs) Can the people around you tell that? Or does it look like you're pretty well settled here? How do you feel? What about the way I live illustrates stranger and pilgrim anyway. And not only that, we're ambassadors while we're here. Number 25, look for his coming. So you have verses 20 and 21. We look for the Lord Jesus from heaven. He's going to change this corruptible body, make it like he is. Live in the light of eternal realities. Everything here is going to burn up. Not a thing will be left. Why waste time on it? <laughs> Only those who are found in him. Those who are not forgetting him. See, there are things we are to forget. We talked about those and I, as I thought about it, the, the whole rest of the chapter are things we are not to forget. Only those who are found in him and not forgetting him will be delivered into eternal glory. And so, chapter 4, verse 1, therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. Get busy! We've got plenty to do in 2020, plenty to do for as long as we're here. Don't forget to forget. Don't forget. Let's have a song.